This is a Ridge Top production. Coming to you from the Haggard Backwood Studios. The brother station of Triple TV on YouTube. For hunting, fishing, outdoor product reviews, check out Triple TV and hit that subscribe button. Welcome to the Chase Podcast with Triple T. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Chase Podcast. I am Triple T. I've not done one of these things in literally five months. It's not that I've not wanted to. It's just life happens, y'all. I mean, life's just been really crazy, especially here uh, lately. You know, been doing a lot of turkey hunting, getting ready for turkey season. Me and Rhett's been out squirrel hunting. I'll have him on here probably within the next couple of weeks and let him talk about his really truly his real first experiences uh out hunting i did get him a 22 cricket for christmas and uh he he done pretty good with it he's still got a lot to learn obviously i mean he is just uh nine years old so he's still got a lot to learn but i'll have him on here next week or two let me get back in the swing of things with these things uh i I'm I'm back in it. I mean, I've done I've done waited, you know, too much. I I've got to get back in it. I've got to get these podcasts back going. Um really been working on my YouTube stuff, you know, trying to improve them, now trying to improve and make sure I have at least a podcast out every week. The YouTube stuff we will talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, the YouTube stuff we'll talk about here in just a little bit. This episode is going to be kind of all over the place. We're going to talk about turkey hunting. We're going to be talking about what I have been doing. We're going to be talking about what this is turning into over here. So y'all hang out with me for a little bit and we will get back into the Chase podcast. All right, I think I'm situated now. So now for the first part. Uh, about a month ago, probably, probably right before turkey season started, I was, I believe, sitting at work. I was doing something, and I just got to thinking about, you know, what I got going on here at the at the house, you know, as far as Triple TV goes. Uh, obviously had podcast out, and I'll kind of get into the podcast thing here in a minute. But uh, just kind of thinking about everything, I really, truly have a production company here. And it just kind of struck me like, man, I'm, I'm doing YouTube. Yes, I hadn't done a podcast in a while, but I, I had done podcasts. I'm wanting to get back into it. And amongst other, some other projects I got going on, I really, truly have a production company here a small little one room production company i do all the filming i do all the in front of the camera behind the camera work which filming i do the editing i do the producing i'm the one that sits there and calls the shots so basically the directing i do it all here and i do it all myself I literally have a production company. 
So I decided it was time to get a little bit more serious in it and treat it like a production company. I, for a while, I was kind of trying to advertise my services as far as, you know, trying to do commercials for people, trying to see if anybody wanted me to edit their videos for them because I love doing it. I, I really love putting the stories together. No matter what the story is, I mean, even if it's just, you know, walking from your car to the top of a mountain, there's, and you're, you're, you're videoing the whole thing, there's a story behind everything. So I was advertising that, then I just got to thinking, I really need to focus on my work. I need to really focus on what I'm doing because if I do that, then I could really turn this thing into something pretty awesome you know I, I really can so that's what I decided to do and just work for myself I mean I obviously have a full-time job also but I, I'm doing my own stuff triple TV is mine the chase podcast is mine this other project that I got coming up is mine it's it's all mine and I need to treat it like it's a business so I can really succeed in it and that's the goal that I have for myself is to succeed in this amongst you know other things so that's I mean I, I've made it a point to myself to be sure to have a podcast out every Monday from today on every Monday there will be a podcast out I have backed off on my videos. I was doing my vlogs once a week. And it didn't go the way that I was hoping it would go. So then I got to thinking about other YouTubers and their success in the YouTube game. They at least have one on a month. At least once a month, they'll have a video up. Now, if they have consecutive series, you know, uh, for an example, like Seek One, they're real big in the in the fall and winter, and then they'll kind of taper off a little bit, and they'll post one here, one there, you know, not really nothing uh, big, but they'll they'll post some videos up, and then you kind of wait around for a little bit, and then they'll post a, a good turkey series up. They posted a good bass fishing series up, and it didn't happen like, bam, bam, you know. They posted one, then went like a two, three weeks probably and posted another one. So Chris B. does the same thing. There's a lot of them that do it, you know, and they are very successful in, in what they do. With all that being said, that's what I decided that I needed to do. I feel like I am an established YouTuber. I've got over 100 subscribers. No, I'm nowhere near where I want to be. But I feel like I'm more established because now I have hit that 100 subscriber mark. Thank you all. And I have got almost 100 videos out. Seek One, they've been doing it since 2000, between 2012, 2014, something like that. And they're just now hitting 100 videos. I've been doing it since 2020, so two and a half years, and I'm already 
at almost 100 videos. So the question is, was I posting too much? But then I think about other YouTubers like Flair and people like that, Outlaw, whatever he was doing. It will kind of uh, touch on Outlaw here in a little bit too. They posted a bunch, and then whenever they got over a few hundred thousand subscribers, they started backing off. I think the worst thing that I did was listen to these people that puts out these videos on how to get subscribers. Man, that that's the worst thing you can do is, is listen to people like that. They're there for the views. They don't care if your channel makes it. If I mean, they're hitting a million, two million views on their on their videos, and sometimes it works. It it really depends on your niche. My niche is a little bit different because I'm the guy that hunts and fishes. I hunt for everything that this beautiful state has to offer and I pretty much fish for anything that this beautiful state has to offer. So my videos are very probably all over the place as you, as you could say. So my niche is a little bit harder but basically I want to be the outdoor niche. I don't want to be just a deer hunter. I don't want to be just a turkey hunter. I don't want to be just the bass fisherman. If I was to come to a trade show, I want to be able to have a conversation with anybody and everybody about anything and everything. You know, if there's a small game hunter, like a squirrel hunter that's there, come talk squirrel hunt with me. You know, if you see me at Walmart or uh, at a gas station, talk squirrel hunting with me talk rabbit hunting with me talk uh panfish fishing with me talk you know just it doesn't have to be just about deer hunting it doesn't just have to be about turkey hunting i want to be known as that well-rounded guy and not just certain you know parts of uh of youtube so that's that's i think kind of hurt me but at the same time i'm still digging and i'm still going to keep digging at what I'm doing because eventually in my mind, in my heart, it's going to take off. And whenever it does, it's just going to be like a uh, catching fire on a sage grass patch. I mean, it's just, it's just going to go. It's going to erupt. It's going to go. So that's where I'm at with that. Uh, now I kind of want to talk about what happened to my podcast here. I was five episodes deep into the podcast and I use my iPad to do my podcast on. I use my computer to edit my videos now, and I use my iPad to do my podcast on because I got a small iPad. It's a 32 gig. I don't have nothing on there. I don't have no videos or nothing, but every time that thing updates, it kills my gigs. And I'm thinking about taking it to somebody to see if they can probably take clear up some space, maybe. I don't know. But at the same time, I really need to utilize my computer that I have, my desktop computer that I have, because that's why I got it. I got it to edit the videos. And I could do a lot more on a computer by saving certain clips, you know, in a file and then by the time that I'm ready to put a video together, I can 
just go back into that file and pull clips out, you know. And that's what I did during turkey season, and it worked phenomenally. I tried to build a story with the turkey hunting uh, episodes, and it worked out pretty good. I, I thought it did really well, you know, as far as, as me building it. Uh, did, a, did a lot more B-roll, had a lot more music on there, a lot less talking, and to me, that was one of my better videos. Kind of like uh, the chase episode that I have on there whenever I killed that real big buck this past year. I built that over a week's time. And that was a phenomenal video. Ended up killing a deer that I've never seen before. Didn't even know he was around. And ended up killing him, so I thought that was really cool. But there was, I mean, no build-up to it. It was just the deer came in and I sh and I shot him. So it's, um, I'm trying to build these stories, you know. I, I, I know I need to be different than Seek One and Chris B and people like that. I need to concentrate. But in ways, I need to be different. In other ways, I need to be kind of the same. Find deer, get to know these deer, name these deer, and build a story with these particular deer. I do have one, if he's still alive, that I call Andre the Giant. Uh, Three-year-old last year. I'll be a four-year-old this year. Real big buck. I got three pictures of him from the same morning, and I did not see him again. Hopefully he's still alive. Knock on wood. That's usually how it goes out there at my buddies. I'll have pictures of a deer the year before. And then I will start seeing them, or even a little bit that year, and I'll start seeing them more the next year that I'm hunting them. And they've blown up, so hopefully I can run into old Andre again. I do got one picture of him that I saved. But anyway, let, let's get back. To, I'm, I'm kind of rambling now. Um, so what happened was the, the podcast builder that I use I was thinking maybe if I deleted the clips, you know, kind of like whenever you're on a computer or a cell phone or, or whatever, and you and you build a YouTube video, you save all these clips, you put it all together in iMovie or in your video editor on the computer, and once the movie gets published, even on iMovie or the editor, once it gets published, you can delete all of the clips. I was thinking that this podcast builder that I use would be the same way. And then you obviously publish it, get it out there for y'all to watch and listen to. And then you can delete it, you know, delete the clips, and then you got free space. That didn't happen. Whenever I started deleting segments, episodes got deleted. So I'm sitting there thinking, you know, what the heck? You know, it, it would not let me delete just the clips. The episode was already published. Let me delete the clips. And it wouldn't do that. So, technically, this is episode six, but we're going to have to call it episode one because we are back to the beginning. Back to the very, very beginning. But, um, so that's what happened to all my episodes, which I don't know if anybody really cares, but I just kind of wanted to throw that out there. But, uh... So yeah, I'm using the iPad for the podcast. I'm using the computer for YouTube from here on out. 
no questions asked. That's how it's going to be done. Uh, eventually, I would like to get an updated laptop, a good laptop, to where if I do go somewhere or something like that, I can use that. Or if I'm running low on time here at the house, which I try to upload a clip and edit it on the desktop, and then I'm able to build that over time, and then I'll schedule a day like okay this this Thursday is when this video is going to come out and then I'm able to put that out on that Thursday have it have it put together have it ready to go upload it schedule it I'm done delete the stuff I'm out but I would eventually like to get a laptop to kind of help with that a little bit excuse me I, I don't know though it, it's it's something that I'm thinking about we're going to take our first break, and then we're going to come back, and I'm going to kind of fill you in on what's going on here in the studio. All right, we are back. So after doing a lot of thinking about what I got going on, you know, with Triple TV, the Chase podcast, actually realizing that I do have somewhat of a small production company. I needed to get a little bit more serious with my names, you know. So I thought about renaming Triple TV to The Chase TV, you know, kind of branching off The Chase Podcast. And thinking that T3 Productions really wasn't a good name for, you know, this little production thing that I got... I started thinking about it, and I did ask for some insight from my followers on Instagram, and I believe maybe even Facebook too, but I um, had a couple of people say, man, just stick with Triple TV, you know, that's your that's your thing. So I decided to go ahead and stick with Triple TV, but I ended up renaming T3 Productions Ridgetop Productions. Now let's think about Ridgetops for a second. Why would I want to name it Ridgetop Productions? I named it Ridgetop Productions because what comes, as an outdoorsman, what comes from Ridgetops? It's where really good deer hunting is. It's where really good turkey hunting is. So I just figured that would be a good all-around name for an outdoor production company, uh, quote-unquote company, uh, Ridgetop Productions. So that's what I'm going with. And I, I've... It's, it's going to sound stupid, but I, I'm thinking about uh, making this an actual company, you know, where nobody can take it from me. Um, my last name is Turner, and I can't call it Turner Entertainment because of Ted Turner. No relation that I'm aware of. And... I just kept thinking about it. So I came up with Turner Web Entertainment. That's not done. As far as I know, that is not done. Turner Web Entertainment. An outdoor-based entertainment internet web company. I thought it sounded pretty cool. Y'all let me know what y'all think about that. Turner Web Entertainment. TWE. Turner Web Entertainment. I think that sounds pretty cool. Anyway, let's uh, let's continue this episode here. I'm kind of getting off track. 
but that's what I did. I, I renamed the the production part of it. It's now called Ridgetop Productions. Um, really going to take this serious now after all this thinking and soul searching that I've been doing the past couple of months. You know, where I am at work, at my real job, I'm still thinking about this. Like, the videos, the podcasts, I'm still thinking about it. And another thing that I will let you all in on either... If you guys watch Triple TV on Thursday, y'all go check that out. And we will talk more about it next week, whenever we come back on here. It's storming out there, I think. I know it's thundering. Raining. Yeah, it's thundering pretty good. So if y'all hear thunder, it's... We got a little storm going on right now here in North Central Arkansas. But, uh, yeah, we'll talk about this new thing that's coming up. I've already got stuff done. Already. And I think you guys are going to really enjoy that. Really like that. So, um, trying to get that off the ground. But once again, we will talk about that on Thursday on Triple TV. I am showing part two of the Turkey Time episode series didn't go that well, but I'm going to go ahead and show it since I filmed it and already started editing it and everything else, so I'm going to show that off. For the first part of Triple TV on Thursday, the second part, I'm making a big announcement and show you guys what I got going on. Um, but as far as everything else goes, yeah, I'm, I'm just taking it serious. I'm, I've really been doing a lot of studying on video production I've been doing a lot of studying on you know how to take b-roll when to take b-roll when to put b-roll into a video so on and so forth it's I'm actually pretty proud of my videos now that I've been putting out very proud like I said a little bit ago more music and less talking uh, more sights on things and less of me in front of the camera talking I take great pride in my videos, believe it or not. I, I really do. My videos are just like my children. I don't want nobody messing with my children. Like my videos. I don't want nobody messing with my videos. My stepson asked me uh, this past week, he says, why don't you just hire somebody to edit your videos? And I said, no. He said, why? And I said, because I have my reasons. He said, well, what's your reasons? You know, we was kind of going back and forth. We weren't arguing or nothing. We just kind of go going back and forth. And... I said, the biggest reason is I'm very particular about my videos. You know, I'm putting in the time to make them. I'm putting in the time to get these shots. I don't want anybody else messing with it. I want to build it. I want to build the story. I want to build the episode. I'm building this channel. I've been doing this for two and a half years now. This is my thing. So, you know, like we was talking about earlier, whenever I was trying to get people to send me videos to edit and trying to make a little business out of it, I'm, I'm not doing that no more. I am concentrating solely on Triple TV, the Chase Podcast, and this other project that I got going on here at Ridgetop Productions. Once again, we'll get more in detail, more in depth on the next podcast, but I... Sorry. I really did realize that if I want to sit in front of something and talk, it does not need to be in front of a video camera and talk. 
because nobody is literally going to give a crap about me sitting there talking about crap. That's why you guys listen to the podcast. That's why people listen to the podcast or listen to a podcast because that's what you do on a podcast. You sit there and you talk. Even though this episode is literally all over the place, that's what happens. You guys you guys want to listen to this stuff. You want to hear stories. You want to listen to the behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, what, what's going on. And that's what I'm... After this episode, that's what I'm turning the podcast into, is the more behind-the-scenes of Triple TV and Rich Top Productions, more of that kind of stuff. You know, the heck with, you know, everything else. This is me. This is what I'm going to do. But, um... So, with that being said, there's going to be a new sponsor coming on board as of Thursday on Triple TV. And there's going to be a new sponsor coming on board on the Chase Podcast. Very exciting stuff, guys. I mean, I've been working hard, man. I've been working really hard. This sponsor is myself. I will say that. I'm sponsoring myself. So, hopefully it all works out really well. Let's take another quick break, and I think we have discussed everything leading up to now, you know, and what's going on. So let's take another quick break. Whenever we come back, we'll talk a little bit about turkey hunting, and then we'll end the episode there. You know, as a man, I rely on my truck for many things to get me back and forth to work, to get me out to the woods to hunt, to get me out to the water to fish. But if I ever run into any issues, I take it to Corey with Car Doctor 2. He can get me fixed up with a new set of tires, a new motor, new transmission, new front end. If I have any chips or dings or scratches, he can paint my truck or even buff it out. Not only that, he sells slip cam broadheads and he'll ship anywhere within the continental US. They are $5 a piece. I recommend Corey with Car Doctor 2 for not only my broadheads, but also my mechanical needs. Alright, so turkey season this year did not go as planned. I was very excited. Started a month early as far as trying to locate turkeys. I went out and put a game cam up on the farm road that my buddy uses to go from one piece of land to the others and i seen turkey tracks there this past winter a absolute giant of a track and a bunch of them and i was telling Rhett, i was like we need to put a camera up right here or i need to put a camera up right here he's still learning uh i'm going to take him on his first deer hunt this year um, been taking him squirrel hunting, trying to get him accustomed to the the hunting, you know, kind of slowly introducing him into the hunting lifestyle. Uh, hopefully this year he'll be ready to deer hunt. I know he wants to do it, but uh, we're going to slowly incorporate him into deer hunting. May get him on an episode, you know, every once in a while. Um, but yeah, we were walking and I said, Red, I need to put a camera right here on this road. I think uh, this is 
a pretty good spot. It was round about the same spot where I had killed that turkey uh, last year. So I put a camera up about a month before season, uh, just left it alone, went in two weeks later, grabbed it, had coyotes on there and a crow. I'm like, man, this is not good. So I left it out there for two more weeks, two days before turkey season, ran out there, grabbed the camera, came home, checked it. I had three jakes, three gobblers, and some hens on there. So my confidence level was at a zero because I wasn't even seeing any turkeys all the way up to a 95. You know, I'm like, all right, I got turkeys coming in. You know, they're walking the road. They're sitting there eating the cow crap that's out there in the pasture. I'm excited now. I'm excited about turkey hunting. I had one strutting right there in front of the camera. I'm like, man, this is so cool. You know, and getting really excited about it. Uh, Then the first day came up. I was off of work. First day of season came up, and I woke up sick you know i was not feeling good at all whatsoever we've had some kind of virus going around you know some kind of stomach bug uh i've had it like twice you know and it just has not been good and i told myself i said i'm just going to go back to sleep for another hour or two and just go whenever i wake up and i did i was feeling better had some coffee i was feeling better go out there, get everything set up, the the camera equipment and everything like that, get it all set up, and then I find my tree, get underneath it, sitting there for a little bit, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I really like the setup, the sun's starting to get on top of me, I need to be in the shade so I can be, you know, less visible from these birds, and so I moved everything to the next cedar tree over, had more shade to it, that's where I'm sitting at. Trisha was out there doing her thing. That's the name of my decoy, by the way. She was out there doing her her pole dancing, and we're all sitting there having a good time. Had a, three different turkeys gobble, but nothing came in. Uh, and they weren't hot either. They were just pretty much, I was sitting there calling. They were just pretty much letting me know that they were there. That's all they were doing. Um, so I was kind of sitting there just kind of chilling out, sitting in my my turkey recliner i don't even really know what it's called but it's a really good turkey hunting chair but uh so i'm sitting there in that thing just lean back you know taking it easy and out of the corner of my eye i catch some movement and i look over my face mask wasn't even on my turkey call was hanging on my lips i look over i'm like oh my gosh there are two hens standing there like 15 yards away they started putting a little bit. Well, slowly, I, I just stayed still, you know, and I slowly put the call back in my mouth and just done some really light yelps. One hen just kind of went over the hill. The other hen hung around, and she looked down there, and see, she seen Trisha down there dancing. So she walked down there and hung out with Trisha for a little bit. I was talking to her. She thought I was Trisha, you know, and she was talking back, and then she hung around. I'm not joking. From the time that I first seen this hen until the last time I seen this hen, whenever she finally went over the hill, she hung out in a 30, 40 yard radius for three hours. She was there for forever. And as the day progressed, which I thought was incredible, I'm like, I can get a gobbler you know, if she just continues to hang around. And 
no gobblers ever came. Nothing came. That blew my mind that this didn't happen, you know, that I didn't get any turkeys coming in, like any gobblers or nothing like that coming in. In the state of Arkansas, if you are over the age of 16, 16 and over, I believe, you have to kill a gobbler. You know, it's got to have a full fan, a certain inch beard. I think it's like six and over, I believe, is the, is the beard length that they're calling a gobbler. Um, but, yeah, the, I mean, there's criteria that this turkey's got to meet if you're 16 years old and older. Younger, you can kill Jake's. Um, so sitting there seeing all this and, and watching all this, I'm like, man, you know, I, I just, uh, yeah, I, I don't, uh, understand all this. And, uh, so I get up and I walk to the top of the hill and just kind of, I'm in the shadows, you know, and I'm kind of glassing these breaks in the trees, you know, where there's field and stuff, no gobblers. And I had done this a couple of times, just calling just a little bit, letting them know I was there, nothing. So it's getting a little bit later in the day, so I decided to go to the other side of the of that little uh, roadway there. Uh, like I said, it's not a real road. It's just something that my buddy drives to go from one track to land to another track. You know, it's, it's not a legal road, but I'm calling it a road. And so I cross it. I go over there to the neighbor's land because over there you have got acres and acres and acres of pasture. And I'm glassing. And my plan was to go over there, see if I can find a gobbler, kind of get him, you know, ruffled up a little bit to where he'll come up to me or come up to where I'm at. And as I'm over there and I can get him to gobble, then I'll back away calling you know and you guys know if you guys turkey hunt you know as well as i do a gobbler wants his hen and if he's gobbling at her and he's coming or she's coming to him he's going to stay there but if you start backing off and calling as you're backing off he's going to get ticked off and he's going to come looking for her so that was my plan and i'm sitting there glass and just kind of looking around doing some calling you know just a little bit of calling nothing and I put my binoculars down and I am serious another hen 15 yards away from me had no idea she was there she had no idea I was there so I slowly back off she never seen me I don't know how but she never seen me backing off and I get back underneath the tree and I sit there for the remainder of the day uh, as as it's getting later, I'm like, all right, I need to get up and and go. You know, I I've you know I, nothing's going on. So I go back as I'm walking up that road. I uh, you know walked up probably I don't know 200 yards, and I kind of cut back over to the neighbor's uh, fence line, looking around. There was four turkeys standing out there feeding. All hens. Well, I was messing with them a little bit, and I. You know, didn't get no footage because this was just me and them, you know, and I didn't get no footage of it. But I had some really good experiences and didn't get no footage of a lot of it. Um, but uh, anyway, went home, called my boss and said, can I have one more chance? Can I go in the morning? And she said, it's your vacation time. You know, do what you want with it. So I went back out and I hate locating with the turkey call. 
I either let nature take its course or obviously the 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 hoot owl, the crow call, you know, whatever to make him shot gobble. Wasn't hearing nothing. I'm like, man, come on, you know, this this was at daylight and um so I said the heck with it. I put the call in my mouth and I start calling. I am between my truck and no, the turkey gobbled between me and my truck. And my truck is probably 250, 300 yards from where I'm at. And I'm like, I can have, in, in my mind, I'm sitting there thinking, I can have this turkey killed if I cut the distance. I did that, he quit gobbling. Either he flew down and went the other way, or he flew down and came up to where I was. And he really couldn't hear me whenever I was cutting the distance because I walked around, you know, so he wouldn't see me. Either way, uh, yeah, I, I didn't hear him no more. I wish I'd have just stayed there, put Trisha up, let her pole dance a little bit, found me a spot, you know, a, a cedar to back up into. But I, yeah, I, I didn't see him. Uh, the next two days, a lot of rain. It, it's been, it was cool out also. Uh, but the next couple of days, a lot of rain came through. We had a very wet spring. Um, then Friday, I asked her if I could go again, use half a day. And she said, that's fine. You know, <laughs> it's your vacation time. I know I'm cutting into my deer hunting time, but, uh, I told her, I said, anything that I can do to get extra time, you know, like work extra or whatever you guys need me to do, please let me know. So I'm trying to work it out here and I, I'm doing a pretty good job of it. Um, anyway, I, I went back out there, ran into my buddy's cousin, sat there and talked to him for a couple of minutes and told him where I was going and uh, went up there and I'd seen his side by side, you know, parked fairly close. I'm like, I'm I'm just going to go back toward the truck. Uh, the truck was actually parked at the bottom of the hill. I, I, it was too muddy for my truck to get up in there. I had to walk up this steep hill and... Um, I just sat right there at that gap where I normally park my truck. I know a lot of turkeys come through there uh, quite a bit. He had seen turkeys in there just here recently. So I'm thinking if I sit back up there, I might be able to luck out. I was Where I was sitting at was three different tracks of land. You had one neighbor, another neighbor, and then my buddy. And I'm able to see everything. I got Trisha set up kind of on a higher up you know, than everything else. So all they had to do was see her out there dancing, hear me calling, they would come in. That's what I'm sitting there thinking. And uh, had, I don't, I know, I know gobblers yelp. And I did, I did hear some yelping. But, and it was, it was not like a regular hen yelp. There was a chance it could have been a gobbler, I think. But it never did come where I could see it. And I uh, don't think he ever seen Trisha. I think he came between me and my buddy's cousin. And he was just kind of hanging out in that area right there. I know he didn't come from the field because, you know, the, the neighbor's field. Because I'm sitting there watching that field. He came from, you know, to my right uh, over there on my buddy's. My buddy owns from, uh, you know, the fence line probably about mile two miles maybe back to the highway so he came from the ride over there um but yeah he i never did see him 
And like I said, I did some filming there while I was there, sit there for about an hour, two hours. And I think I was at work like at nine o'clock, so I didn't use a full half a day. Either way you looked at it between hunting uh, that Tuesday and hunting um, that Friday, I didn't use the full time. But I ended up just like, you know what, I'm I'm done with this. Uh, there's some things that I need to do to really improve the turkey hunting over there. And that's what we're going to get into right after this word from Jeremiah Judge Taxidermy. Let me tell you about a guy who's all about quality over quantity, and that's Jeremiah with Judge Taxidermy. He's the only guy I trust to do my deer heads. He's been in business for over two decades. And let me tell you something, his mounts look so good, you're going to want to shoot him again. He does fish, he does bearskin rugs, he does full body mounts. You want something done? Take it to Jeremiah with Judge Taxidermy. I promise you won't go wrong. Check him out on Facebook at Judge Taxidermy. Alright, we are back for the last segment here before we do the outro. Um, so yeah, I think... In my humble opinion, the reason behind... There, there's a lot of variables going into the decline of turkey population. Some things we can't help and some things that we can. A lot of people get aggravated about these controlled burns that the forestry does. They blame it on the game and fish, but it is not the game and fish. It is the forestry. Uh... But I want to kind of explain this from a guy that kind of works with the forestry. Because I had a forester explain it to me. If you have 40 acres and you burn off 10 acres a year, every year, until you hit that 40, you are doing more good than harm you're clearing out for other vegetation. If you do things like um, like forest stand improvement, if you do hack and squirts, if you do um, you know, the controlled burns, you're getting rid of all that brush, you're getting rid of all that undergrowth. Not only that, you are taking out the trees that are unhealthy, that's not producing you know what they should be producing you're taking out the trash trees which another word for it you're doing more good than you are harm um if you have 40 acres don't burn the full 40 acres but if you have 40 acres and you burn 10 acres one year 10 acres the next year the year after that burn 10 acres all the way until you hit your 40 and then you start over, or if you want to give it a couple of, you know, another year, let it go another year, and then start again. Burn the 10 acres, then the 10, then the 10 until you hit your 40. That is forest and improvement. What you're doing there is you are allowing more vegetation to grow. Grasses, pollinators, well, you got to plant the pollinators, but you you got your these grasses that grow this this forage that the turkeys eat on that the deer eat on and so on and so forth you are doing good 
So if you see a forestry burning a thousand acres at a two hundred thousand acre forest, don't freak out. They know what they're doing. You know, it it's I think they in my personal opinion, I think they do it too late, maybe. Uh, I'd say they need to do it in February, but you also got to think of this. They can't do it in the summertime, obviously, because that, that it's dry then. It's, it's more than likely going to be dry in the, in the summertime. And then that thousand acre burn is going to turn into a big, huge wildfire. So that's not something that you want to do. Um, if you do it in the winter time, it's usually pretty wet in the spring and winter. Uh, if you do it in the fall time, it's still halfway dry, halfway wet, but at the same time, then you're cutting down or cutting into the deer hunting. So there's really, in my personal opinion, there's really no perfect time to burn. Uh, if and I know that there is certain times, and I can't remember the days. I think it's May to July, May to September, something like that, whenever the bats are having their young and they don't want them messed with. They're a, a federally protected species, so they don't want them messed with. Uh, I think the smoke kills them or so. I, I don't know how that works out. But figure out a time. You know, if you own your own property, figure out a time that would work best for you to burn. And just allow yourself, uh, you know, a month or two, you know, to to get it done. And just pick you out a day. Everything's perfect. Go and get it done. And then, you know, you won't have to worry about the, the turkeys. That's one thing. Another thing is predators. When the fur prices dropped, or whenever the fur prices was good, we had an abundance of wild turkeys. And then whenever fur prices dropped, especially during the COVID times, so did all the coon hunting and coyote hunting. Nobody wants to go out there and kill a coon and coyote and mess with it. But that's what needs to happen. We've got to get rid of the nest raiders. We've got to get rid of the predator, the predatory animals, the coyotes and bobcats and stuff like that. Do yourself a favor. Trap them. Kill them. Get rid of them. Get them under control. If I'm going out there and checking my, my game cameras during deer season and I got half a dozen dozen coons out there, I know I have an infestation of coons. I have a coon problem out there at my buddies. So I'm taking it upon myself this year to get into trapping and to get into predator control. I'm on a deer hunt, and then after after I'm done deer hunting, getting a few deer, I'm going to start the predator control. Uh, that's what needs to happen. If it doesn't, then we are not going to have no turkeys. I'm going to try this. I'm obviously going to be filming it because of Triple TV, and you guys can watch my journey along the way on what I'm doing. And if it works, then I think I, I did something. But if it doesn't work, at least I'm going to know it didn't work. Uh, now, something like that, I really can't do no forest and improvement because that's not my place. That's my buddy's place. But I can, however, go and take care of the coyotes that I got coming in on my game camera. If I got coyotes coming in on my game cam, I know I got a problem. Because I have hunted out there for four years now and didn't see a coyote 
I've heard them before, but I never did see them until the last couple of years. Uh, this this last year especially was bad. Um, and then pigs. Kill the pigs, man. Kill the pigs. There's programs at your local NRCS offices that you can do to help eradicate the pigs. Uh, USDA has programs to help you out. There's uh, There's trappers all over the place that comes out there, sets up the traps. Uh, they get rid of your pigs, your pig problem. Uh, a buddy of mine that's actually an extension agent over there where I work, he said that they trapped and killed, I can't remember how many pigs over there at his place. And he said that he has noticed a huge increase in his turkey population in the past few years. So I'm taking it upon myself to do this predator this predatory practice trying to get rid of the pigs trying to get rid of the the nest raiders trying to get rid of the the predatory animals and see what happens i mean if i fail i i fail i will admit i will publicly admit that i was wrong but if it works out then i'm right and i will take pride in that and i will be filming turkeys every spring and killing turkeys every spring so Anyway, that's what needs to happen in order for the decline to stop and the incline to go uh, up. But it's it's just, to me, it's really weird. You know, a mature doe, she'll have, most of the time, a set of twins. And I read something where, like, 30% of the clutch will survive. You know, some of them's going to get eaten. Some of the eggs are going to get busted up. Uh, some of the, you know, there, there's a lot of things that happen. Some of them may not even be uh, fertilized, you know, or fertile. So if a, if a hen lays 12 eggs, that's, what, three, at least three pults from every hatch? There should be a lot of freaking turkey. There's a lot of deer out. There should be a lot of turkeys out. We have a limit of five deer in the state of Arkansas. Um, and two turkeys. So, and they got to be hens at that. Or, I'm um, sorry, hens. They got to be gobblers. You know, you, you, and they got to, they can't be jakes. They can't be hens. They have to be gobblers. So, we should have an abundance of turkeys here. So, I, I, I don't fully understand it but at the same time i think in order to get this turkey population to start going up we're going to have to take it upon ourselves even if there is no money in it we've got to get rid of these these coons we got to get rid of these nest raiders and i hear coon is really good if it's cooked right so i hear it tastes like pulled pork my grandpa told me yesterday that my grandma would uh would fry it you know, kind of braise it, and then she would stick it in the oven. He said it was delicious. So let's let's eat coon. You know, <laughs> it's not going to go to waste. Anyway, guys, uh, I think that's going to do it for today's episode of the Chase Podcast. I know he's kind of all over the place. It's going to take me a few episodes to get back in the swing of things, as far as um, you know, getting on track and stuff. Um, and I'm sure I'm you. I, I'm sure I use the words um and and a lot and and a lot. So, and I know I use so and what <laughs> whatnot. But 
Anyway, it's going to take a little, you know, couple episodes for me to get back in the swing of things. Just kind of wanted to give you all an update, tell you all some awesome news that, uh, you know, that I'm back and I'm turning this thing around completely, 100% around and making, going to make this a good show, as well as my YouTube channel, Triple TV. Y'all go over there, hit the subscribe button if you haven't yet, turn on notifications. Because now I upload only bi-weekly or monthly. At least once a month, sometimes bi-weekly. So you guys go over there and hit the subscribe button over there. Turn on notifications so you know whenever I got a video up. Because now it's more of building the episode instead of just filming. I can talk in front of this microphone. That's what a podcast is for. If I talk in front of the camera, it gets too boring over there. So... Anyway, y'all go over there and check that out. Don't forget to follow me on Spotify here. I'm gonna since I'm back into this, wanna to try to get back to where I was at with Apple, try to get on Apple Podcast again. Um big episode coming up on Thursday. This Thursday got a big episode coming up. Part two of the turkey time and what I got going on and then once again we will talk about that on next Monday and next Monday after we get done talking about what I got going on I might have Red in here and he can talk about his hunting experiences and what he hopes to gain from it he'll be my first guest ever on the Chase podcast thank you guys for listening much appreciated we are here every Monday now every Monday no matter what Every Monday, five or six a.m. So you guys can listen to me at the gym, listen to me whenever you're on your way to work, listen to me at work. I'll see you guys on the next one.